Welcome to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Casso, travel and brand photographer and the founder of Caitlin Casso Creations, where I share other women's stories through my photographs and now this podcast. Inspired by Her Story is a podcast dedicated to inspiring, motivating, encouraging, and empowering women to get out of their comfort zones and follow their dreams. Whether it's owning their own business, experiencing something new, or making a major life change, I want to encourage other women to follow their dreams and live their lives to the fullest. Throughout this podcast, I will be sharing my own stories and those of inspirational women with hopes to let souls connect and adventures to unwind. Follow along as I take you with me during my travels, experiences, and encounters with these amazing women. Have you been wanting to start your own podcast but don't know where to begin? Do you feel like you have a message you want to share with the world and want to show up professionally? Well, I have just the thing for you. I recently launched my How to Create a Podcast course where you can learn everything from creating podcasts and episode topics, naming a podcast and its episodes, recording, editing, and uploading and distributing, as well as two bonus topics of marketing a podcast and finding guests. Whoa, literally, this is everything I wish I had before I started a podcast. That's why I decided to create this course so I could give others, like yourself, the opportunity to learn everything you need to know about starting a podcast all in one place. Long gone are the days of searching through a million articles in order to launch your podcast. I'll take you behind the scenes so you can see everything I do each week while putting my Inspired by Her Story podcast together. So click the link in the show notes or go to CaitlinCasso.com and click on courses to find out more. Today on Inspired by Her Story is a very special episode where we are welcoming back Lauren Eliz Love. Lauren was on the podcast last year and has since experienced a very deep transformation while also rebranding her business. Lauren is the founder of Lauren of Love and has dedicated her life to transforming businesses and the women who run them. In 2015, Lauren left her corporate job as a national TV news producer and stepped into online entrepreneurship with zero backup plan and a desire to help women step into their highest version of self. Today, she runs a million dollar business providing transformational tools for women everywhere. During this episode, Lauren talks more about how she moved to Sedona for seven months to heal herself. You know, I would work like five hours a day and then I would get exhausted and for three days in a row, wouldn't be able to get out of bed. I'd be like so tired. Then it turned into my joints aching and getting a skin on fire rash all over my body, gaining a lot of weight, feeling inflammation, um, being unable to walk up my stairs to get into my house, being unable to carry groceries or hold my little 10 pound dog. I just felt this weakness within my whole system. How important it is to remember what's not yours to carry. A lot of us are carrying belief systems that aren't ours um, and life experiences and certain peop- other people and their responsibilities in life. It's just not ours to carry, mm-hmm. right? So. If we can free ourselves of that, the nervous system kind of calms down and we can be in our our purest divine state. And how healing is an entire life experience. And really healing is an entire life experience. Like if you're here right now and you have some part of your life that you want to repair, that is your soul's contract 
Like your soul came here to do that work in this lifetime. It's not something that we need to solve to get out of pain. It's a journey that is beautiful that we can love and appreciate. Let's hear more about her journey. Welcome back to the podcast, Lauren. Here, yeah, <laughs> I'm so excited. So, as many people know, you know, with the Inspired by Her Story podcast, I'm all about sharing other women's journeys, especially talking to you know how they have gotten out of their comfort zones in order to follow their dreams, live their lives to the fullest. And something that I think is a really like key factor to it all is the fact that, you know, it is a journey and people are continuing to grow, continuing to evolve. And something that I've been wanting to do is to bring people back to the podcast after I've seen, or they've even shared with me the fact that they have gone through another step in their journey, another transformational step. So I've been following you along for a while now. And I would say like within the past year or so, um, there has been such a major breakthrough for you as well. And I've been enjoying following it. And I would love for you to be able to share that with, you know, our audience to show where you were last year, because you were on a little over a year ago. Um, and then also now what has happened in this past year and sharing that with them. So I'm really excited to have you on again. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's so funny. I've been recording these podcasts recently with amazing women like yourself and just talking about the journey of this last year. And I haven't really taken a pause to be like, wow, I went through a lot. Like, you know, and I, I think that goes for every woman, like and every man, like just to take a moment and really observe, like, wow, like so much has unfolded within 12 months, six months, two years, whatever it may be. Uh, and to give ourselves kind of that pat on the back and that appreciation for that journey. I, I have found in my experience, I had this expectation. I think many people do. So, um, you know, please correct me if I'm wrong, Caitlin, but this concept of like, uh, once we reach financial status and once we reach this certain level, then we'll finally feel happy and nothing bad will happen and everything's great. And uh, it couldn't be further from the truth. Like your decision to uh, create success and make something of yourself always comes with hard lessons and challenges that are the most beautiful gifts and the most beautiful opportunities. And so for me, you know, a lot of your audience probably is aware of like our past recording, but I had built a beautiful seven figure business around business coaching. And I had helped so many women overcome money resistance and overcome their blocks of not being enough and self-sabotage and all of those things. And at the same time that that was happening for me, I was going on this spiritual awakening for myself, this path of, of waking up to my true soul's purpose. And identifying that, yes, I could be very good at something, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that is my purpose in life. And I think oftentimes too, what is identified as our purpose, our true soul's purpose, when we get the download for it, it's often followed by, well, who am I to do that? That feel, am I good enough for that? Do I have the ability to do that? And we go into this like worthiness story mm -hmm. uh, and that story of not feeling worthy or not feeling good enough is the story that we must overcome to be able to claim our true soul's purpose. 
So for a long time, I was not of that system of belief. I was kind of of this approach of, I'm good at something. I know how to make money. I'm going to do it. I love helping people. This helps people. Great. Right. And uh, what ended up happening for me was that along my spiritual journey, I got uh, a really terrible uh, diagnosis of chronic Lyme disease. And I went through this dark night of the soul around the time that I was recognizing that I wanted to help people spiritually and help people more internally and not just business women, but all people, right? And I went through this whole dark night of the soul and my body got so sick and uh, I felt honestly like I was near death many times in my in that period of time. And uh, I just went on a deep healing journey of being able to recognize that yes, it's beautiful to make money and it's beautiful to be successful, but success financially does not substitute and does not fill a gap by any means compared to the success of being happy and the success of being aligned and the success of being whole. And like being able to navigate that for myself was a long journey followed by, you know, many months of not being able to work and uh, many months of feeling hopeless and, and hard on myself. And, uh, through the, like the grace of my spiritual practice and the grace of plant medicine, I was able to really heal all of those things for myself. And now I'm on the other side and I'm like, all right, like, I guess I'm meant to follow this path. Cause the more I follow it, the healthier I get. And, uh, I've just been on that path ever since, it's been beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And it's been amazing being able to follow along with you as well. And also seeing it too, on the other side, like seeing you evolve, I guess, or transform. Um, and it has been inspiring for sure. And I love that message of the fact that, you know, it's okay to shift you know, maybe what it is that you do, or maybe what it is that you like to do who you are. And it's so hard sometimes for people to feel okay with that, you know, and, and I even experienced this in the past before I got into photography, I was a marketer. I did marketing. I was, went to school for marketing, uh, was working in marketing. And I was like, I put a lot of time and effort and money into this. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then once I realized that photography was becoming more of my passion, I mean, it, I couldn't even call myself a photographer. I was saying I take photos. So like I was in denial that like, I was like, I can't, I can't call myself a photographer because that's not who I am. I I do marketing. Like I'm a marketer. So it's so interesting to see that. And, and once you finally start taking the, the steps to accept the fact that you can shift and you can change and, and life really is a journey and you're going to keep experiencing different things like this, mm-hmm. then you're kind of just like, it's like weight off your shoulders, right? Because then you're able to be, you're accepting it now. And you're like, okay, you feel that much more free because you are accepting it yourself versus it doesn't even matter if other people are accepting it. Sometimes it's like, you need to accept it yourself first. Right. Right. hundred percent. And I think too, there's like a lot of um, this story of like, well, I put all of this effort into this. Like I had to grieve when I left business babe behind, I had to grieve so much of losing all that I had worked for. And that was a story I was telling myself for quite a while 
the story still comes up sometimes I'll be real with myself, but you know, this feeling of like, well, I put all this money and time and effort and energy and, and this is what works. And, and this is what I'm supposed, this is how people see me, you know, like all of that story. But, um, you know, that's really a fear-based belief system that's rooted in our fears of not being accepted. And so we know that in this path, in this way, we are seen this way, we're accepted this way, we're identified this way, but we don't know what'll happen if we go down the other path. And so it's a lot of that fear to work through and uh, especially around, you know, abundance and creating wealth. There's a lot of this story of, you know, my passions don't profit and what I'm really truly passionate about can't make money. And uh, that's all stuff we need to look at too. It's really important to dive into the observation of that narrative. Yeah, definitely. That is so true. And now I'd love for you to also share the fact that, you know, you decided last summer um, that you thought that the best thing for you to do was to go to Sedona in order to heal. And I believe you were only like planning on going for like a month or two at first. And then it ended up being seven months of yeah. you're now, you know, originally living in Connecticut and you picked up your life and moved to Sedona in order to heal from your Lyme disease. Um, so I'd love to hear like, what made you decide to take that leap and step? Like what, what ended up being the thing that kind of pushed you in that direction? Yeah. I, okay. I'm going to just tell the whole beautiful story. Cause it's, it's so yeah, special. And like, I'm still, I'm an external processor. So like, I've been telling the story a little bit piece by piece now and, uh, putting it all together in, in a dialogue is like really fun for me. So yeah. So I was, this is what happened. Um, overhead view, like nuts and bolts. Um, I had a business partner and the partnership ended really badly and I was not it, the, the crux of it was that I was feeling a pull to be more spiritual and to market myself in that way and to offer healing modalities. And this particular uh, person in my company was very like, well, what about the strategy and what about the marketing and this and that? And she was so beautiful in her gifts and her passions, but they just didn't align with where I was. And she was also a dear friend. So when that business partnership ended poorly, I was telling myself this story that like, oh, my spirituality is not accepted, right? I can't be spiritual or I'm not really good at this or, you know, she thinks I'm crazy. Therefore, the world will think I'm crazy, right? And so I shut down and I resisted following my path. And that was when all of the Lyme disease stuff started to take flight for me. And so it started as, um, you know, I would work like five hours a day and then I would get exhausted and for three days in a row, wouldn't be able to get out of bed. I'd be like so tired. Then it turned into my joints aching and getting a skin on fire rash all over my body, gaining a lot of weight, feeling inflammation, um, being unable to walk up my stairs to get into my house, being unable to carry groceries or hold my little 10 pound dog. I just felt this weakness within my whole system. And this is very, very common. Um, I'll just speak to this for anybody who is in a place where health is of a concern for them. Most of the times chronic illness is the fact that your body is coming back online in a spiritual way. And with trauma that's been in your system, it starts to resurface, right? And so we get these things like fibromyalgia or Lyme disease or uh, IBS, and it's all your body in fight or flight and being unable to kind of calm down and come back into your center. And so 
I knew what was very interesting to me. I went to uh, an ayahuasca retreat because I was so lost and, and depressed and anxious and feeling so ill. And so I did this ayahuasca retreat and within the, the week I was there in Costa Rica, all of my symptoms went away. And I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like I feel healthy and happy and oh my gosh, like my skin is glowing and I, I feel energized again. And um, I just recognized that the plants were my teachers, right? And there's this study in the medicine world. We say the plants are our allies, right? They're here to help us and to guide us. So if we can find a way to use these medicines properly, um, we can change our lives. So anyway, I kind of went on this like up and down rabbit hole after that, where things would get a little bit better and then a little bit worse, a little bit better. And then they got real bad. And uh, I didn't really know what to do. And I had a girl's trip planned to Sedona with my friends. My We have a little business soul sister group that we get together and do these trips and kind of mastermind and explore spirituality. It's super fun. And uh, at uh, and that experience, my friend Catherine, who I don't know for you guys, but if you have that one friend that always says things that you're like, you're right. Like you just always trust everything she said. I know I have plenty of other friends that aren't, but like <laughs> this one friend, like she says something to me and she says, uh, she said to me, I believe you combo medicine would be really good for you. And combo medicine is a legal medicine in the United States. And it's it comes from the King frog of the jungle. And it's something that, uh, they burn your skin. It's from the Mozzie tribes. And they burn your skin and they put this frog medicine, which is the excretion from the frog onto your skin. And it activates your lymphatic system and flushes out toxicity and you, you purge, right? And so she said that and I'm like, yeah, okay. And then we got an invitation to do it. Like right in Sedona, just like popped up right in front of me. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. And uh, it's scary because your face gets really puffy and you puke in a bucket and it's like really intense. But the whole intention of that medicine is that it's the Ganesha's of medicine. It purges what no longer serves you and calls in what you really want. And so I did that and everything in my life started to change. Like it was crazy. My, um, my business, I got all of a sudden found out that business babe was no longer going to be my trademark. Somebody else was taking over and I had to change my business name and I wanted to follow my spiritual path anyway. So it was kind of like these doors were opening, you know what I mean? And I found this beautiful community here and I felt this calling that I knew in my heart that whatever I was navigating, the struggle and the challenge and the heaviness, I knew that Sedona would be able to heal me. And uh, I found out later on Sedona in ancient tradition uh, was not owned by any specific Native American tribe. It was known as the hospital. And it was a place that tribes would come to for healing because the vortex energy is so strong. So it was a sacred space of healing. And I remember feeling like I was crazy for these downloads that were just like, you got to live in Sedona. What? Like, what are you doing? Crazy. And so I said to Spirit, I said, okay. Um, I'll make a deal with you. If I'm meant to go live there and uh, spend long-term time there, I had a launch coming up and money is always an excuse, right? When you want to do something and you're afraid of, of what the responsibilities are, the consequences are for that, you make up the story that it's about money, but it's really not, you know? Mm -hmm, and definitely. so I was like, all the time, right? All the time, such bullshit. We do this. So 
I was like, okay, spirit, I'll make a deal with you. This launch I have coming up, um, show me, make this launch successful. And I will take that as a sign that this is what I'm meant to do, right? You want me to take this big leap, support me, bring in this money. And the first day of open cart, we made more money in our launch than we had ever made in any other launch within a five-day open enrollment. And I sobbed. I broke down tears, crying. Uh, I told my husband, I was like, this is what's happening for me. This is, you know, the same story I told you, right? And um, we made a deal. I would go, I would go to Sedona and I would do this healing and study with the sacred combo medicine and be in this community and, and learn about my body and study with healers and go for hikes and eat healthy organic food and, and really deepen my prayer of, of having a happy, successful life. And uh, I stayed for three months. It ended up being seven months and uh, I got my life back. I got every, I got everything I wanted, you know, and it was just like, it was such a beautiful lesson of like, sometimes you got to do really scary, big leap things to create the life of your dreams. And on paper, it may look crazy. It may make no sense, but it's always right for you if it's a heart centered choice. And uh, yeah, and I'm still, my husband's been fully supportive. Like we were traveling back and forth and uh, now I'm traveling back and forth. And um, yeah, just, I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. It's been amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. It's so, so beautiful to hear. So I really appreciate you opening up and sharing each, like the whole journey too of it, because I find it so important to share, because as you mentioned, you know, things that are uncomfortable doesn't necessarily mean that you need to run away from it, you know, Mm -hmm. and and if your if your heart is really into something or it's trying to tell you something, then listen to that versus running away because of this fear or because of the uncomfortable feelings that you're receiving. And it's all going to be worth it in the end, right? Like even though you're you might be going through something uncomfortable right now, doesn't mean you won't experience comfort again. It might help you get there and be even more comfortable than you thought you could be. Right. And also too, like, I think that's why I've really fallen in love with combo medicine specifically because it is uncomfortable. Like your heart's racing, your face is swelling, you're feeling nauseous. Right. And, um, it's about rewriting our relationship with pain and suffering and like learning how to give up control and surrender and take action with the belief system that I'm fully safe and supported, no matter what I am fully safe and supported. And, yeah, it takes a lot of time, like coming from somebody who myself have experienced so much trauma, right? I was, I was raped at age 19. I attempted suicide. Like I carry these really hard wounds around not being safe. And like our path as adults, especially as women is to challenge ourselves to rewrite that story. Yes. And thank you for sharing that. And, and you've also mentioned on, you know, through Instagram and everywhere else as as well, that, um, you have felt that this has also helped you heal those events that have happened to you in the past as well. Right. Yes. hundred percent. Um, you know, I've had, I, I think there, there are a lot of, there are different patterns that like show up with trauma, but I'm kind of of the belief that like, everything that you don't want in your life that's coming up right now, whether it's an unhealthy relationship with your partner or uh, a lack of, you know, a lack of wealth, financial scarcity, right? 
uh, unhealthy relationship with your body, all of this is rooted in trauma healing. Mm you know, to solve that problem, it's about releasing the trauma that exists within the body and within the mind and within the spirit. And um, that can be very complicated work, right? For many of us in this Western world, the solution is take a depression pill or take an anxiety pill and let's alter how your body is showing up, you know, by taking this constant medicine every single day, you know, to change your actual physical state. And what I have found is that that tends to just be a mask, you know, like if you've been on antidepressants or anti-anxiety medication, you know, you kind of feel better at first and then it plateaus and you feel like numb, you know? Mm -hmm. So for me, um, I didn't realize that I was playing out these, these trauma patterns of victim consciousness. So, you know, attracting people who didn't accept me and love me for who I was or attracting people who took advantage of me or attracting certain situations where I felt say unsafe or unsupported or not enough, right? I was calling all of that in constantly because the universe was like, hey, have you looked at this yet? Are you aware that this is still here for you, right? And so, um, yeah, I did a lot of work with ayahuasca that was huge and transformational for healing and forgiving uh, myself. Because uh, for anybody who's been through trauma, especially sexual trauma in their life, um, we talk about forgiveness and we say, well, I have to forgive the person that did this to me. Yes, sure. Okay. But also to, to, to forgive ourselves for the years that follow that trauma and how we don't show up fully for ourselves and how we alter our life to be safe um, and miss out on a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and a lot of love. And so there were deep layers of forgiveness to go back and look at the person who did um, create this, this experience for me, right? To be able to understand that that person was really suffering in his life and really hurting in his life and projecting all of that onto me and, and making me a victim of that story with him. Uh, and then I started to see that with everything, like my father, right? And how, when I have struggles with my parents, it's a lot of that projection or this business partner, when our relationship split, it was a lot of projection and, you know, being able to be aware of like, what's not yours to carry is so, so important. A lot of us are carrying belief systems that aren't ours, um, and life experiences and certain peop other people and their responsibilities in life, it's just not ours to carry, mm -hmm. right? So if we can free ourselves of that, the nervous system kind of calms down and we can be in our, our purest divine state. We'll be back with our guests in just a minute, but first let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. Are you a business owner who's having a hard time attracting your ideal clients? Are you feeling overwhelmed and have no idea where to start when it comes to marketing? Are you tired of taking photos for your business with your cell phone? That's why I put together my brand strategy and photography program. This is for entrepreneurs who are ready to take their brands to the next level while attracting their soul clients. That's right, your soul clients. As a marketer and photographer, I help my clients find clarity within their brand, create strategic messaging, and help them represent their brands in the best light possible. This 12-week program does not just help you build your dream brand, but it also provides you with a whole collection of photos to support your marketing. So what are you waiting for? 
Let me help you feel confident in yourself and your brand. Head over to CaitlinCasso.com or send me an email at hello at CaitlinCasso.com and we'll get you started. And now back to the episode. And I understand too, from everything that you have experienced um, in the past seven, eight, nine months, um, you have also created a program around it as well. So I'd love for you to share more about it too. Mm, Yeah, I would love to. So um, yeah, so I designed a program called Heal and it is a six month immersion container where we go on a journey of identifying what somebody wants in their life and then moving through the healing that needs to take place to create that beautiful outcome for themselves. So we heal the inner child, we heal the inner teenager, we heal the feminine, we heal the masculine, right? Like looking at these these sort of archetypal modalities, right? That are really important to observe. And um, yeah, we're on like week five right now. I'm opening it up later again next month. And like, it's just mind blowing to me the, the breakthroughs that these women are having because for so long, I think we've been conditioned to kind of shut off our suffering and to ignore what we've been through to move forward. And we're all carrying these like really big, heavy backpacks full of rocks, trying to climb up this mountain of success. And we're like, why is it so hard? And uh, really it's because we're just carrying all of this stuff with us. Right. And so if we can be really intentional about um, releasing those narratives and rewriting those stories, And in the HEAL program, it's a combination of ceremony work, breath work, meditation, journaling, and study. And it's just been absolutely incredible to watch these women grow. Like, I'm so proud of all of my beautiful women in the program. It's been amazing. That is so awesome. And how would like, I would love to even hear, you know, how you feel like the experiences that you went through has been, how you've been able to really help support them even more than you thought you could have in the past. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I often think now, like, uh, I think we were touching on this a little bit in the beginning, but how all of these things we go through we don't really understand their purpose or their bigger picture until we're kind of looking back on our life and we go, oh, I get that now, right? Like, I see why that happened. It sucked, but I get it, you know? Um, and, and that for me has been really huge in this specific chapter of my life where I felt and just got this real clear knowing that like everything that I went through was an initiation to understand the woman that I meant to help in this lifetime, right? And I think that's true of many of us that we go through challenges and obstacles and areas of difficulty in our life uh, so that we could show up and really help other people overcome those challenges as well. So that was a really cool thing, right? To be able to identify how, how hard it is to feel uncomfortable in your body, how hard it is to feel the fear energy or the limitation of being unworthy and to have those stories play out over and over and over again. Uh, it's not until you experience something that you actually have the understanding of how to help somebody. And I do think that we in this lifetime are always our first client. So in anything that we do, we always experience it first, fall in love with it, get the kinks out, right? Figure out the process and then we share it with the world. And uh, it's been really cool. And, you know, I'm just in that place of now sitting with how can I be really clear on taking this message and delivering it? in the most clear way, in the most supportive way for my audience? How can I take what I've been through 
and create a model for people to, to go on their own journey as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Something that I think is so awesome about, you know, when you're a coach, when you're coaching people, something specific or teaching, educating in some sort of way is the fact that it helps you also like stay on top of everything, right? Like you're content. I'm sure you're still continuing to learn and grow as well, because you want to make sure that you can help others with this too. And it kind of stays more top of mind and, and you're kind of, I'm sure you're like, okay, I need to stay on my practice because this is what I'm doing for others. I can't just put on the back burner. I can't just drop it and forget about it, put it in the past, but because you're helping others too, it's like, keeps you going on the same path. Yeah. It's like a, it's a prayer, honestly. And I I think that, um, knowing that what you're doing is beyond you, right. Like to say like, um, oh, you know, I've, I've, I have to practice meditation today, or I have to journal, or I have to do my med, you know, my healing work, my breath work, whatever. Um, when you're doing it for yourself, it's one thing, but when you also recognize that the fact that you're doing it is actually rippling out into the world in any way, like you don't even have to run a business, just the concept of, Hey, when I meditate, I'm a better mom, right. Or when I take care of myself, I have more energy to provide to others in all areas of life. Um, it, it makes your work not about you and it creates a real clear energy of devotion in that way. So, um, yeah, I think that's super important. I love that. And when you went to Sedona, did you, um, kind of, I don't want to say it's not that you left your business behind, but did you not work on your business as much when you were in Sedona? And if so, how did that make you feel as a business owner? Yeah. So, um, so what happened for me in Sedona, I got this, uh, this was a download I got many years ago, but ignored. And that's why I got Lyme disease. And then in Sedona, I had a thought come to me just as I was about to go to an acupuncture session. I said, I think business babe is too small for me. Like, and then I, and then my ego came in and was like, well, you're making $80,000 a month. Like, what are you crazy? Too small for you. Keep doing it. It's working. Right. Like, but in my heart, I just wanted something different. And, uh, I went into that acupuncture session And I was very spiritual because they started playing weird music from Catholic high school that I have not heard in like 10 years. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, (laughs) it's just coming out of nowhere. And I got out of that acupuncture uh, session. And on my phone, I had an email from my legal team saying, hey, we lost our trademark uh, battle. We were kind of battling for a trademark at the time. The other people won. You're going to have to stop using the term business, babe. And so I was like, oh my God, I manifested this. Like, this is a disaster. Like it's pulled out from underneath me. And um, so as I was in Sedona, there was like this real process of grieving that. And I took a full step away from my business. So I just did what operations required. I didn't really launch anything new. I didn't sell anything that was on, on my calendar. I canceled everything. And for seven months, I just focused on, keeping what was already running, running and not expanding out. And that was like, that was a really important time. And I, I think that a lot of people have resistance around that because of the stories we tell ourselves about money and being able to create stability and the fear of financial loss. But for me, like I really needed that pause to go inward and to really identify 
what is it that I truly want? If this is no longer, it's kind of like if you get out of a long-term relationship, you need like a pause to kind of like get yourself together and process things. And especially because I was on a healing path, um, it was just, it was important, right? To take that break. And it scared the shit out of me. Like every single month, even now I still have the tr the trigger pattern that I have to really work through. But I would look at the number on my Kajabi account and, and freak out if it was lower than usual. And if it wasn't, I was like, okay, I could be okay today. And I started to get into this like unhealthy pattern with money that I needed to do a lot of healing work around. Um, but it was definitely scary. It's, it's very, I thought it was scary when I quit my corporate job for the idea to start a business. But what was even scarier was leaving something that was working for the uncertainty of something new. And it's hard to do that when you're hitting $80,000 months and you're saying, I don't want this anymore. I don't like these programs. I don't want to run them. I want to do something totally different. So yeah, I just took a really long pause and uh, now I'm back and I have clarity and, and that's a beautiful gift that space and time can give you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, me being a brand photographer and all about branding, I'm like, well, you didn't really just stop and end it because your Instagram was going the entire time. And, yeah. you know, you were sharing your journey with everyone, which I think was so helpful, especially in terms of then building your heal program as well, because, you know, people got to see what you were actually experiencing and then they're like, okay, well this, this does work. I've seen Lauren go through this. I've seen what she experienced. And now I know that whatever she is teaching me, it can help me as well. And so me being the brand photographer, I'm like, you are your brand. So you didn't stop Instagram. You kept going. Like, this is what resonates with your clientele and mm. it's only helping you now. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. But I, you know, again, too, there's like, uh, there are a lot of elements to this that like are really important to remember. Like, um, you know, I, I lost a lot of my audience, right? Like as I started to switch and I got, some unhappy emails from people who felt like I was abandoning them, right? Like that story of projection onto me. And I had to move through all of that. And something that I think is really helpful, you know, for anybody transitioning, don't be afraid to show up in the transition and to just honor the fact that you're in a transition and to document. Like in that time and period, as I was showing up, I wasn't focused on what am I selling and how can I write something that will sell it? right? I was simply like, this is what happened today. This is what happened today and just shared the journey. And that's so healing and wholesome. You know what I mean? It's so beautiful to, um, to be able to share that with people because it gives other people permission to go on their transitional journeys as well. Yeah, definitely. And as you are transforming, your clientele is going to as well. It's going to yeah. shift with you. Yes. And the people who don't stay around are not meant for you. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Right. That's so okay. Um, we, we don't have to be afraid of loss because I think when we really look at what loss is, it, it makes space for a lot more beautiful things, right? Even, even death in many senses is just making space for something new. So, um, yeah, it's really important to honor that. Yeah. 
So awesome. And now if you were to give, you know, one piece of advice to someone who feels like maybe they need to heal a part of them as well, what would that be? (sighs) Say that one again. I want to really sit with it. Yeah. So if you could give one piece of advice to someone who feels like they have a part of them that they need to heal as well, what Mm. would it be? Okay. Beautiful. Yes. So, um, one piece of advice, I I just, I have a million, so this is kind of hard. That's why I was like, say it again. Let me see if one comes through instead of a million, but it's still a million. Um, yeah, I think that the biggest piece of advice is to really be gentle with yourself. I think that's often missed when we have a part of us that we want to heal. We, whether that's our relationship with money or our bodies or our business or, you know, our partnership, whatever. Um, we often see healing as like this masculine sort of forceful project. And it's like something we have to accomplish. It's a mountain we have to climb. It's an outcome we have to achieve. And really healing is an entire life experience. Like if you're here right now and you have some part of your life that you want to repair, that is your soul's contract. Like your soul came here to do that work in this lifetime. It's not something that we need to solve to get out of pain. It's a journey that is beautiful that we can love and appreciate. So allowing us, allowing ourselves to really be in the unfolding of that with gentleness, that looks like not being hard on ourselves when we're having days where our healing feels like it's not making progress. Um, That means being able to look at the roadblocks or the obstacles or the challenges we face and receive them with appreciation to say, okay, what did I learn here? What this is coming up for me to learn so I can get better, right? Mm -hmm. Versus the approach of, uh, you know, oh, I failed, right? I'm a piece of shit. I failed, right? Um, And being gentle looks like positive self-talk and really spending time taking small steps, right? I remember like a big victory for me was like being able to carry my groceries and being able to celebrate that. And I remember in business, in the beginning, financial milestones, celebrating one step at a time rather than feeling like I wasn't good enough because somebody else was somewhere. So I think gentleness and uh, also recognizing that healing is a nourishment process. It's a very feminine experience to be able to grow and expand into the person you're meant to be, you know? So um, just being able to be gentle and to nourish yourself in the process. I love it. All of it is so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing. You're so welcome. Thank you. Now, is there anything else that you feel like you wanted to talk about today that maybe we didn't get to at all? No, um, that's a good question. No, I think we really covered so much. And I, you know, I want to let people know too, just this reminder, like, as you said so beautifully at the beginning of this call that like the journey continues right? Like, I think it's so beautiful to document the transformation that somebody has and had in the past and then to come back and be like, well, what else has happened? You know, I I would just encourage your audience to remind themselves of that, right? And to cherish the the process that they've been on and the work they've already done and to celebrate that uh, and to remember that there's nowhere to arrive, right? Like there's no, um, I got to get to this milestone. Boom. I'm complete. Now I can be happy, right? This is a cultivation process. So, um, celebrate yourself, 
have fun, right? Allow yourself to to make healing a fun process for you. That's really important. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for all of these beautiful reminders and inspiration. And I am so happy that you came back on the podcast and shared your beautiful story. So thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. This was such a good conversation, Caitlin. So happy. And uh, I love you. And uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks again for listening to the Inspired by Her Story podcast. I hope you found some inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and empowerment to get you out of your comfort zone and live your life to the fullest. Make sure to follow, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast at Inspired by Her Story on Instagram. Follow my brand photography on Instagram at Caitlin Casso Creations and come along with me during my travels at Caitlin Casso. Go ahead and share the podcast with a friend and take these stories with you to make the changes in your life that you've been looking for. Stay tuned for the next Inspired by Her Story episode.